Hello and welcome to Money Under Your Mattress. This is a podcast where I chat with freelancers, business owners and self-employed people on the realities of running their businesses. My wonderful guests share their honest experiences, the highs and lows and any advice they've picked up along the way. I hope the conversations give you some useful tips and that you enjoy listening. Today I'm joined by Liz Malone-Johnstone, who is a digital marketing consultant. Morning, Liz. Hello there. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining. Really excited to hear about your story and hear your tips. And Liz has actually been self-employed twice, or rather was self-employed, then did something different, and then went self-employed again. So I think there's lots of um, insight that you can share with us. So over to you, Liz. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and introduce your business? Sure. Okay, thanks, Jess. Um, yeah, so I'm Liz. I'm a digital marketing consultant of 15 years, specialising in strategy development, web development, project management, uh, SEO, uh, search engine optimization, and content marketing. Um, I devised and managed large-scale digital campaigns, both kind of agency and client side and in different sectors over the years. Um, uh, but I also have experience of the education sector, having worked as a head of digital for a group of international schools and um, also building brand awareness and launching influencer campaigns and online communities for edtech startups. But now I mainly work with B2B software and service providers as an independent digital consultant. Nice. And lots of breadth in there and um, all focused around marketing, which uh, if you're happy to, we'll come back to at the end and share some of your expertise in that space for anyone listening who wants some help on they can on how they can build their sort of digital brand for their businesses. Sure. Cool. Sure. Okay. So Liz, I'm desperate to hear more about the your journey of self-employment and first time round versus second time round. So perhaps best, why don't you take us back to the first time you went self-employed? What was going on at that time? What was your rationale for working for yourself? What were you doing? Sure. Um, so uh, the first time, I've been self-employed for a total of about five years. And the first time um, was around 2015 to 2017. I had been working as a uh, marketing consultant within a PR uh, kind of agency consultancy. Uh, so I kind of had a view of, you know, obviously my salary and what I was being billed out in it. <laughs> And okay. I thought, oh, wow, um, there's definitely um, something not right here. Um, um, and without stating the obvious, for anyone listening who's not close to that world, basically you've got your salary and then you get pitched out for work by your agency at a premium. So there's a margin that they make on that. Yes, uh, a margin, exactly. And yeah, you know, I, um, I learned all about billing hours and that kind of thing. Um, okay. So... So yes, and, and the other element to that was I'd always kind of wanted to work for myself. Um, my uh, dad uh, was a self-employed um, project manager in construction for years. Um, so, you know, I kind of grown up with that um, that ethos. Um, uh, so, so yeah, so I, I did that, um, worked as a consultant kind of in-house or with this agency um, for about a year and then I thought, right, um, the time has come to take the plunge. Um, I, you know, it was a good time. I didn't have a mortgage at the time and I didn't have any children or anything. So, um, and I also had a bit of a, um, because I'd been planning this for a while, I had a bit of a buffer, you know, kind of three months salary to to tide me over. Um, it, you know, 
and there's always there was always the the option of going back into work. So that's the thing. Um, sure. So so Liz, on that three months point, had you sort of in your had given yourself three months to get your freelance life or your self employed life up and running and making some money? That was sort of the buffer you gave yourself. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. I mean. Uh, I don't know if we'll talk about this, I'm sure, about sort of how you've done it this round, but three months sounds pretty tight, so fair play to you. I like, I like the ambition. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so actually, I had um, applied for a startup loan as well. So I had, you know, I had to write a business plan for that and applied for a startup loan. Um, uh, and I got the startup loan, but unfortunately, because my business plan had been so kind of realistic which is what the bank said they said it's unusual <laughs> yes it's, it's unusual to get you know they said we don't we don't think you need the the money you've asked for so we're going to give you a much smaller amount which was frustrating because um that really kind of held me back then in terms of further down the line I found it difficult to scale but I'm sure we'll get onto that but um okay so yes yeah, so I had a bit of a buffer I had my three months and I also had this startup loan which was well, yeah kind of took the pressure off um to to get going um, but um, as it happened, I um, managed to, uh, I did a lot of business development work. I did a lot of talks, um, sharing my expertise at um, conferences and, um, you know, different networking events. Uh, and also I had um, a few contacts from my previous work um, within the consultancy um, who continued to work with me. So, uh, yes, I didn't actually find myself without work. Uh, and wow, that, okay, nice. that side of things, yeah, was was good. And so how quickly did you um, write your first invoice as a, as a freelancer or as a consultant? Oh, that was yeah, such a good feeling, so fun. Definitely one of the, the big, um, amazing feelings of working for yourself is um, sending out an invoice and, y- you know, you've just like basically created that money out of nowhere. Obviously hard work, but it's, you know, it's no one else's... Um, no one else has had input, that's all you. So, um, God, it was probably maybe a month in. Okay, um, so you're well, within your th- you're well within your three months. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, so, but I needed, um, obviously, the way I was set up was I was offering quite a lot of services. So, as a digital marketing consultant, um, so kind of SEO, digital PR, some marketing strategy, um, and... So uh, social media management as well at the time. Uh, and I basically found myself stretched too thin <laughs> doing right. all of this and um, these different things. And um, for, for kind of SMEs and smaller businesses who naturally don't have a kind of, you know, massive budget. So um, they made me work hard for the money that they were paying me. Okay. And so when you were finding that you were spread too thinly, what did you need to change or how did you tackle that? Mm. Um, well, I, and this this is where the difficulty came in because I I did find I was doing, um, I was kind of working every hour kind of of the day. So early, you know, getting up early, working into the night. So I didn't have that kind of uh, break between work and life. Um, right. And I, um, I was doing a lot of business development as well and uh, to, to drive more clients. And I think I was still in that mindset of I have to make, you know, as much, if not more money than I was when I was employed, um, rather than focusing on, you know, actually what, what money do I need to make to get by? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, 
Um, and just on that, because um, I'm, I'm interested in this because I've spoken to another guest about that sort of logical thinking around, I need to be earning as much as I was when I was employed, if not more. Uh-huh. That's as in the amount that's coming into your bank account at the end of the month. What about things like um, any insurances or, or pension or any perks that your employer would have been offering? Did you try and quantify those or did you forget about that and just think about the monetary amount? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. And actually, I, d- I didn't kind of quantify those, but in another way, yeah, there's there are a lot of costs that um, obviously you don't have when you're a PAYE. So um, yeah, I guess that was that was kind of stressful. So so actually, at that time, I had set up as a limited uh, VAT registered limited company, um, and you know that that had all the kind of legal requirements and the accounting fees that come with that. Um, partly that's due to back in those days. It's only eight years ago, but it's like a different world. Um, you know, it, it was much more uh, kind of uh, required that you would have a limited company, especially if you wanted to work in the B2B kind of um, sectors. So, um, yeah, uh, I had a, even had a business address and I rented offices in London. Um, and all of those costs, you know, um, obviously you have to take into account um, and and come, come out of your profits as such. Okay. Um, so and, now... And can I sense, was that sort of factored in or did you was that sort of you learn on about that as, as you go because you might forecast your costs but actually then in practice they're a bit different yes yeah, so yeah like a, they, there was those costs were in my business plan some of them um but actually to be honest it was more it was the time um and um yeah the time and effort around making those decisions dealing with my accounts I mean I did have an accountant but it's still the bookkeeping side of things you know that that time I didn't factor in that sure so when I had been yeah, kind of projecting how much money I could make, you know, based on how many clients I had, how many hours in a day. I wasn't thinking about kind of the, the business admin that, you know, I really needed, you know, time for that. Like I would say now looking back, you know, a day a week, really. And, you know, to work out kind of more efficient ways of doing things and that kind of thing. So, okay. So it sounds like at this point you're, you're flying, you're, I mean, I say flying, but in a sense that business you're busy but perhaps you haven't got much time to do anything else so are you enjoying it what was then I guess your mover back to doing something different or what happened yeah so you're right I was kind of flying it or at least busy um um doing doing all that um at one point I think I had you know 15 clients on the books um, and I had tried to um bring in subcontractors and um even looked for a co-founder at one point but um again it's it's a different place now but back then it was just difficult to find that um support or collaboration um so yeah I, I basically I essentially burned out I was working too hard too little I was doing a lot of like I say business development um and I um it actually affected my health to the point where you know I became stressed and really yeah what's the point of that you know one of them the great things about working for yourself is you should able to call the shots who you work with how long you work etc so um so yeah and I just thought oh well self-employment obviously isn't you know I'm not meant for that or it's not meant for me I can't handle it or you know I'm obviously too highly strong or something like that so um I wound up the company and I um basically let my all my clients know which was hard and kind of upsetting and uh, disappointing for a few of them and that was a shame but um and then I uh, went back in, I got a, a job at a, for this group of international schools as they're kind of heading up their digital team. And so what what year are we in at this point? 
roughly. So that, yeah, I'm, that I'm rubbish at remembering years, so I felt bad after having lost <laughs> that. <laughs> no, no, it was fine. Uh, 2017, I think. Yes, it was. Okay, so that's your 2015 to 2017 stint. And yes, just before we sort of move forward, at the point where you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling stressed, how long did it take you to make that decision and commit that I'm going to wind up the business right now, this is not the, the best place for me? Um, I think, you know, it was kind of bubbling under the surface and you don't know whether it's just kind of... Uh, you know, if, if it's if it's a real continual feeling or if it's just, a, a, you know, a bad day or a particularly different client, difficult client. So I would say it was probably six months were okay. of me feeling kind of miserable. <laughs> so um, until, it, yeah, and then when it actually starts to affect your health and you, f- you find yourself like, you know, I, all those classic sign, signs of burn burnout, like, a, you know, yeah. just had no energy to do anything and um, I was really tetchy and that kind of thing, so... When it bleeds into your personal life and your happiness, then that's it. <laughs> Time to get out. Yeah. And so it's 2017, so you, you've taken on a role. And I think between that time, then you've had a couple of roles. So now let's jump ahead. Not that I'm not interested yes. in your employed life. I'm just super keen to hear about <laughs> you. <laughs> Going back to this um, self-employment. So what was the second time around? What's the motivation? What were you doing at that time? And what are you thinking that you're going to do for your business this time? So second time around, I was, I had been employed, I moved on for the schools and then I was employed uh, with an edtech startup. And um, sadly, they, because of coronavirus, etc., things didn't work out there and they folded. Um, and at that point, you know, uh, everyone was working from home anyway. And, uh, you know, I had built up quite a kind of a good network of um, people. Um, and I thought maybe now is, you know, what's to stop me? Maybe now is the time to um, work for myself again. Like um, I just, I had kind of a renewed sense of possibility um, working with a startup, you know, it's just, uh, it's exciting. You see what's possible. Um, and again, it's just so much easier this time around, you know, um, in terms of, building a website, um, networking with people online. Um, and when you say it's just, much easier, is that uh, in like the software and the technology that's there to facilitate that? Is it because you're more experienced in your career, do you think? Um, I think it's a bit of both. So um, yes, definitely more experienced. And, uh, you know, um, so that obviously that helps in terms of your confidence levels. But yes, there was a lot, there's a lot more kind of tools and um kind of tech to help you so for example the first time around you know I built my own website on WordPress um and that itself was a learning curve because although I'm a digital marketing um expert I'm not a uh, web developer um but um <laughs> give it a good and, go <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so um whereas this time around I got, got a Square, Squarespace website um and obviously still use more digital marketing expertise in terms of making that user friendly, etc., um, and filling it with good content. But it just removed all the hassle of like you know designing it, um, making sure it was responsive across different um, platforms and devices. Um, so yeah, that that that's just one example. Like other things, like um, just there's better software now for like tracking your time and um, invoicing, and I just. You know, whatever you need to do. I mean, Canva. I mean, Canva. Oh my God, changes your life. Changed. Yes, and and I think yeah. Although it does 
lower the bar- barriers to entry. So there's yeah. a lot more digital marketing consultants and content creators around, certainly, than there was. But um, it does, you know, it's just a, a brilliant um, tool. So so those kind of things made it kind of easier and um, to, to set up again. And um, and yeah, because I had been working for a startup and in that environment, um, you know, I had a, a lot more flexibility. I'd been in a senior role. So I just thought, I this is more me. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be able to go back into like kind of corporate, a kind of corporate environment where I'm expected to be at a desk kind of nine to five, Monday to Friday. Um, so yeah, so then I, I turned around and set up Bureau 43, which is um, my digital marketing consultancy. Um, and off I went again. <laughs> and and um, this time things are, yes, like you say, a bit different. So I kept it really simple as a sole trader. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll keep that so, under review, but okay. sorry, So to tell me more about um, what you've done differently. So you've touched on that. Yes. So this time around, you're set up as sole trader. You're keeping an eye on it to see if that's the right structure for this business. What, what else have you done differently? And I'm also interested in the how you approach your workload and, and balance this time around. Yes. Um, okay, well, uh, a few things. Yeah, a, a lot of uh, things are different this time around. So I'm a bit more experienced and I have, you know, um, a better kind of wider network. So work mainly comes by a referral, which obviously okay. is, uh, you know, good. <laughs> um, less time on the business development and also the social media hamster wheel. I did, you know, I don't miss that, that side of things. And, you know, that's a whole other conversation. Social media has changed so much anyway um, that it's really difficult to get organic reach. Um and there's all these new platforms that, you, you know, you kind of have to Bitcoin and stick to on. So, so yeah, I less time on that, which has been great. Um, as I say, yeah, I'm keeping it simple as a sole trader because it's, um, it's simpler. It's not as much of an impediment to working with SMEs as it used to be. Um, and it's also now much more acceptable and expected to work, work virtually. So, you know, I'm not stressing out about not having a business address. I can obviously... Um, you know, book meeting rooms and such if I need to okay. um, for clients. But And yes, I now as well, another uh, big change um, over the last two years is I have become a mother. Uh, so I now have a toddler. So I'm not, you know, I'm not able to just hightail it to give a talk at a random conference um, at the drop of a hat. Like I, um, that's just not possible anymore. So I'm a lot more discerning okay. um, about the, the things that come my way. So I would say, uh, thinking about back and, and to just to give some, I guess, advice, just it's important to like pause and take stock. So like do some business planning yourself, you know, um, I think, like I said before, think about the money you actually need to make and also, you know, what does success look like to you um, and financially, but also work-life balance and then work to that and kind of just um, block out the noise of, you know, what everyone else is doing or what you think you're supposed to be doing, etc. Um, I think that's really, really important. And I think that only comes with experience, to be honest. And sorry, the, the other thing I wanted to say about it being listed on company's house is something now looking back. New directors on the company's house are basically a target. So um, just be aware of that, that you will be on a list and you will be called, cold called by advertising sales executives and scammers, basically, um, who, you know, see you as, as a kind of an easy target for money, essentially. Right. So just be aware of that. Good heads up. Yeah. And just one quick, just going back to um, your little one and like approach. So 
Before last time around, we spoke. You spoke about having your three months cash buffer. Uh-huh. This time around, did you have a cash buffer and linked to your, you know, your changing personal life and responsibilities? Did you have sort of a plan on like working hours or time or days you could commit to the new business? Uh, yes. So I did have a buffer, um, and probably COVID helped with that. Like like a lot of people, um, it just wasn't possible to spend as much money as you might have previously. So, um, which worked out well. Um, so, and yes, I, having my son has definitely, you know, changed kind of how, you know, the available time I have and also the time I want to work, like yeah, basically it's changed what's important to me. So I, you know, I certainly don't want, you know, I am up at five or six anyway, but I'm, I don't, I'm not free to be working at that time because I have a toddler to feed and get off to nursery. So how is it all going this time around and talk to us about how you support yourself, how you manage juggling running the business family life and, and everything else that's going on uh, absolutely so uh, this time around I uh, try to dedicate one day a week to my own kind of working um, on the business rather than in you know so my own admin um, finance um, planning kind of ahead etc um, and I found since becoming a mom as well that I have the added um, I guess stress of kind of imposter syndrome so you know I was out of the market for nine months essentially although I was still keeping an eye on what's happening but um and yeah I I am essentially a different person really that, that's how I feel but um so I, I just you know it's been important for me to find um other people like me so other moms be that moms or um or, you know other self-employed people who have other responsibilities um finding that online community where we can you know I can bounce ideas around and yeah and um, yeah just that support network is really really key because then you you know you know you're not alone like there's a lot of people going through this so and are there any like communities or, or networks that you found particularly useful mm. um or, or how have you found your freelance pals yeah um so i i kind of i'm a lurker in a lot of them which i think is the same for a lot of people oh, yeah um, silent lurker <laughs> yeah just <laughs> taking all the yeah um absorbing taking Exactly, absorbing and, and, and bringing up the courage to you know, maybe make a comment or whatever. But I I am liking um, the Freelance Lifestylers. Uh, that's a Facebook group for freelancers. Um, okay. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Um, it's just very helpful. And the um, founder of that, she, you know, she actually kind of supports and helps and offers advice, which is, is a key, you know, driver of like community engagement as well so um and it's just a really helpful group the freelance magazine they have um a really lovely newsletter which i um tune into and they have some virtual virtual co-working as well uh which has been good um and um oh there's a a really great uh, membership on my part of called the do crew um that's run by karen weber yeah it's run by karen weber so yeah it's um it's basically a kind of a marketing membership for small businesses. So um, it's about kind of getting stuff done rather than, you know, procrastinating. And, and you, you spend, we spend like, a, I guess, an hour a week together um, chatting about things and then just um, working on um, our marketing together. So okay. um, that is, yeah, that has been great. So um, are you enjoying it? Are you finding that all these things that you're doing definitely this time around are working you're getting that balance and 
and the business is doing well. Yes, absolutely. So um, I'm a lot less stressed. Obviously, I have a lot of better work-life balance. Um, and yeah, I'm really focused in. I have a much smaller number of clients now and I'm happy with that. Um, and they are lovely clients and, um, you know, I can kind of focus and do a good job for them. So um, yes, that but it's it's a lot better this time around. And I don't know whether that's, I mean, partly it's probably experience um, and the way of the world, but um, I think, yeah, I've changed as well. My priorities have changed. And I guess it's not, you know, before or the previous, the first time I was employed, you know, if something went wrong, it was like the end of the world. And this time it's like, it's not, you know, it, there's a lot more important things to worry about. So yeah, certainly some perspective, I guess. Yeah. And given those experiences, if I ask you to share your two or three tips that you'd focus on if you were starting out today, knowing what you now know, okay. what would be those two or three tips for someone listening? Well, I think we've covered some of it already, but really figure figure out what success looks like for you. So um, financially, work-life balance, um, you know, how, how many hours you want to work, that kind of thing, um, what your goals are, and then work to that. And again, try and block out the noise. Um, um and yeah, less, just try and reduce the amount of um, stress um, and, and um, time spent on business development. Uh, obviously, you, you obviously need to drive new clients, but um, I guess what I'm saying is you need to, you know, do good work for the clients you have um, and and c- continually being on that hamster wheel is not sustainable and it kind of defeats the purpose of being your own boss. So um Find your kind of audience, find the people you like working with um, and uh, yeah, I guess focus in on that um, and and work on building your profile as well. So, you know, share your expertise, whether that be through a blog or like you with a podcast um, or you could guest on podcasts or um, yeah, you, could, you can write for maybe industry um, publications within the sector you work in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that will all stand to you kind of over time, you know, as opposed to spent trying, worrying about spending money on Facebook ads and, um, or Google ads or whatever. Um, and I think really important is that support network. So whether that's a Facebook community or maybe a business coach, um, friends, real, real life networking, I think that's definitely coming back into, to play. Um, yeah. That sounding board and that. It's, hard, it's harder to be a lurker in a, a, a real life networking event though, Liz. That is very <laughs> true. <laughs> it looks like the weirdo in the corner. Um, Get yourself in the mix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so I think that was nice. three, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon I'm gonna say you snuck in a fourth, but they're all linked and that's that's super useful and they're tangible as well. So thank you. And then just before I let you go, given your marketing expertise and recognising that not everyone listening is like a, a marketing expert. Uh-huh. If if someone's listening and they're working for themselves or thinking about taking that path, what would be your one tip for like creating and, and making a website work hard for a freelancer or a small business? So let's take that question first. And I've got one other question on that team. Okay, one tip for making your website work hard. I think that's um, a really nasty question actually and forcing you to one seems very unfair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i think you need to think about how to make your web presence and ideally i would meet, meet a website rather than a social media channel so something you you own and can you know have total control over and um, making that destination for your um your people your ideal client that you know your ideal yeah um customer so 
think, really think about their pain points, um, what they're kind of struggling with, what they need help with, what's important to them. And um, yeah, and basically providing um, help and support advice and obviously demonstrating your expertise um, in, in answer to those kind of pain points um, because they will find you then via, you know, what they're searching for. Um, you'll be recommended because you're sharing good um, good content um, and that can be in the form of written content or um, video content, audio. Yeah, that's okay. probably the, the main thing. Yeah, that's good. So um, top tip for making website work hard for you, focus on your clients or your target market's pain points and yeah. talk about those and talk to how you can tackle those and, and resolve them. Um, okay, that's good. That's tangible. And then the second question, what would be your one tip for someone listening who's thinking about building a digital community? Mm, good one. Um, so I guess digital communities are all about um, like finding that positive, supportive space uh, for people to kind of understand you, people like you. So um, it's just really important that you are kind of just be yourself, be authentic. And um, yeah, it's just about being authentic to you because then you're practicing what you're preaching and your community members will love that and you'll attract, you'll attract like-minded souls essentially. And create that safe space. And, and to back to your point earlier, that's about where the support comes. Support for safe space. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay, amazing. Thank you. Um, right. I'm mindful that um, you're super busy and we've covered a lot during this episode and I'm super grateful for you sharing your honest experiences of going self-employed, doing things a bit differently and then some little um, short tips there at the end around um, sharing your marketing expertise. So Liz, thank you so much for coming on and joining me. Very, very grateful. Oh, no, no, thanks for having me, Jess. And what I will do is I will, in the episode uh, notes or the comment section, I'll share links to um, Liz's profile and work so that if people want to read more or get in touch, they can do that um, through those links. And I guess all that's left for me to say is just a big thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode and um, please do share, um, share with your friends and other people you think you might enjoy it and get in touch if you've got any feedback. Then we'll be back with our next episode really soon. Thanks so much. <laughs>